0: City hopping in our airstream was not playing out well, but our RV park in Seattle was starting to make us change our tune.
1: You're listening to Travel FOMO, a podcast for people self-diagnosed with Wanderlust.
0: Welcome to the Travel FOMO podcast. We are moving through season nine and it is all about RV life. Or should we say it's all about adapting to RV life? Which we did, and it, but it took a hot minute. I'm Hillary Halton, and I'm here with the guy who hauled our Airstream across. I think we decided it was nearly forty thousand miles across the U.S. and Canada. James, yes.
1: yeah, well, we uh, we set up the the least uh, expeditious route across. We drove <laughs> across true. the country several times, but uh, yeah, forty thousand miles.
0: Forty thousand miles. Congrats on that. <laughs> Today we are taking you to Seattle where things are trendy. There are seaside vibes, port vibes, uh, shopping, and markets, and all kinds of stuff. Um, I'll set the scene for you a little bit. We were just crossing the border. If you heard in our last episode, we had just been to Banff and Jasper National Parks. Then we'd made our way over to Vancouver, and now we were coming back into the U.S. from Canada. We were actually a little surprised by that because... I just did not foresee that the border crossing would take as long as the drive itself from Vancouver. (laughs) So we like doubled up our travel time pretty much by just like waiting to cross the border.
1: Yeah, it took forever.
0: But it wasn't that bad. They like they searched the back of the truck bed and they didn't even look inside the Airstream at all again, which just really surprised me. It was it did feel a little stricter than coming into Canada. Coming mm-hmm. back into the U.S. felt a little bit more strict, but since we were Americans, I wasn't as worried. But, um, but yeah. What do you think about the border crossing? Was that any, like, takeaways from your perspective?
1: Um, I'm kind of surprised that it did take as long as it took. But when you consider that we were coming from Vancouver into, like, Seattle rather than, like, the middle of Montana... Mm, yeah, um, I think that probably played a big factor into into why it took longer, um, and, and I, it
0: was a little later in the day too. I think
1: it was, yeah, yeah. When we had gone into Canada, we had gotten up pretty early and gotten there early, so yeah, it uh, it was definitely quicker. But you know, it um, it's pretty easy. You just like comply, and I think it uh, it's more annoying than anything when you know. That I don't have anything I'm not supposed to have. Everything's up. Everything's by the book. So just look at my stuff and let me go. Yeah.
0: (laughs) We'll see. But I get nervous in Ellie because I'm like, did I understand the rules correctly? (laughs) What if I didn't understand the rules correctly? And like somebody comes down (laughs) on me really hard. Like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Like, do I have an apple in the truck bed?
1: (laughs) Yeah. If you're ever with Hillary in any of these situations, like... You definitely look over at times and be like, will you chill out? We really are going to get searched if, if you don't just like chill out a little bit. You act like we've got a kilo like hidden in the seat somewhere. Like oh my gosh, the worst thing that we true. have is like a butter knife. Like just like just chill for a second.
0: Oh my gosh, that's so true. That's so true. Oh man, if
1: you've ever if you've ever watched one of those locked up abroad shows, and people like are put in situations where they're asked to like smuggle drugs across the border, Hillary wouldn't make it through the cat. Like the cab driver would be like, "I can't, in good conscience, take you to the airport. You're clearly going straight to jail with whatever it is that you have."
0: And I have clearly watched every episode of Walked Up Abroad. (laughs) Oh, too funny. But we made it safe and sound. All good. All good. We ended up in Seattle. And we actually, the ironic part is in the last episode, we really didn't care for our RV park. We were packed in there like sardines. It was not a good situation. And then we're like, oh, great. Now we're going to another city. But we got to this RV park, Lake Pleasant RV park outside of Seattle, and we were like, this is incredible. I would live here.
1: It was it was a really great RV park. Really, really nice. Um, Like you said, such a contrast (laughs) to what we had been in Vancouver. Um, The people there were super, super nice. Um, I mean, it was one of the nicest RV parks that we stayed in.
0: Yeah, for sure. In my mind.
1: It basically there were like there was a big lake and all of the spots were kind of around this lake. Um, There were a few rows of spots that didn't have like direct water access, but most of them did. And the thing I really appreciated about this park were it was nice level concrete pads, yeah, uh, to park on, which is really nice. A lot of space. Like they could have crammed a a bunch more spaces into to the room that they had. And they also planted rows of evergreen trees between all the spots. Yeah. So if you remember, like you're parked and we had neighbors on either side of us, but you couldn't see them.
0: Mm -hmm. You
1: could barely hear them because
0: shrubs next to you. Yeah. Super private and super lush and green.
1: Right. And so even though like it's an RV park and there's a bunch of people there, it still felt more secluded and more out. Like we backed right up to the lake. Um, I don't like to eat on the tables at, at RV parks because I feel like there's just people around like watching you eat. And I feel like that's really weird. And so I don't like to do it. But we ate every <laughs> is that meal. Why we
0: never did it?
1: I don't like it. I don't like being I out. I did like...
0: not ever know that you didn't like it, though. I remember yeah. always thinking, like, we never hang out outside. This is so ironic because that's the whole point.
1: It, uh, it just feels strange to me. I like sitting out by the fire. And I don't mind, like, people walking by and stuff like that. But I feel like during the day when you're eating like lunch or dinner and you're just like out, <laughs> this, like you feel like one of those raccoons that gets caught, like the light gets switched on and it's like, ah, <laughs> like I <I'm> just eating, <laughs> leave me alone. Oh. But, uh, but I feel like we ate every meal outside at this particular one because it felt private and secluded and, and by yourself. Like it, it was really nice. Maggie and I went on a walk um, one of the mornings there, and saw some deer and stuff like that. They had some trails that that led up out. It was nice and quiet. Everyone there was um in a good mood. It felt like yeah, and
0: everyone was so kind. They were kind to Maggie. Yeah, um, yeah. It was actually really affordable to wash clothes there too. And I was like, oh my gosh, we just like spent hours using broken machines at this other place. Yeah. Spending like $12 to do all of our laundry. And then we get here and we don't need to wash our clothes. And we see it's like this really, really nice place with Wi-Fi and all these nice washing machines and dryers. And it's a dollar a load. <laughs> right. I was like, are you kidding me? That's the cheapest we ever saw it the whole time. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: In fact, we like we liked it so much there, that we were like, well, maybe, like maybe we consider like living here mm-hmm. in the RV once we're done traveling, and so we checked it out and there's like a five year wait list.
0: A five year wait list. <laughs> right. That's so crazy.
1: So you can get in like us, like if you want to go, like you can book out in advance and and book for you know a few days or a week or something. But if you want to like be there long term, maybe one of their long term. Tenants like five year wait list
0: That is so crazy to me Yeah oh but my gosh. it was
1: so nice to be In in a nice Spot and I felt Like that day even though We were kind of delayed like It went a little bit smoother mm-hmm. And we were able to kind Of like get backed In and settled and it was a nice spot And it felt it felt like for the first time In a while that we could just kind of like
0: Oh yeah okay, Yeah let's yeah.
1: take a minute I remember that first night, like, we went and bought, like, Qdoba or something and brought it back. And it was, like, the best food ever sitting by that lake just <laughs> eating was uh, really nice. fast food.
0: Yeah. And then, like, the ducks and geese would, like, swim around and then they'd come up and Maggie was, like... What are you? What are you doing here?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh man. It was, yeah, just, was, oh, man. It was nice. Chickens.
0: We didn't even want to leave the R V park. Like honestly, we liked it so much we were like, do we even want to go see like the space needle and stuff? <laughs> yeah. We literally thought about like maybe we just like take a pass on Seattle and see. I don't, we just hang out at this R V park. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think too that's that's when we started to realize like we move like we're moving really fast yeah. through like parts of parts of this trip. And yeah. like we you know I don't know that we would have changed it because we still wanted to see all the places that we got to see, mm-hmm. but that's definitely one of the spots that you're like, man, if we could have had a a couple more days there, yeah, to just hang out, it would have been really nice,
0: yeah. And we did end up, like, getting up the next day, doing a lot of stuff. We started out with the Space Needle because you can't not do it. Right. Hello. I call it the Space Needle, right? It's called the Space Needle. I think so. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's that big attraction that everyone kind of does when they go to Seattle. And we'd never been. So mm-hmm. we did want to check it out. Um, the the wait times were, like, notable, just for the record, if you're interested in going. We probably waited an hour to get in. And and that was after we'd already bought tickets and entered during our timed entry and all right. that. So there's still like a waiting process um, and a lot of kids and stuff like that. So if it's it's very kid friendly, but just something to think about if you've if you've got your kids and you're waiting in line for an hour, that's kind of a, a big commitment. But um, it was just really it was fun to see like it was kind of fun to see the history behind it, too, because um They've, like, that. they just kind of showed, like, over the years, like, what happened whenever they were starting the process of building it and how it was so unique for its time. And it's still really unique. Um, And the whole time we were in there, I just kept thinking, like, this really is just like the the Jetsons, you know?
1: It does have that feel of Mm -hmm. the very, like, like it's old but somehow super, like, futuristic. Yeah. And... It's, like, modern, but in a in a retro kind of way. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it, it definitely had that Jetson's feel to it.
0: Yeah. And they do try to make it really kid-friendly. Like, in the lobby, they had, like, um, a, like, a version of the needle that was made of Legos. And it was, like, I think it was, like, two stories tall. Like, it was really tall. And um, you could see little Lego men and women standing up in the tower and stuff like that. Um, it was pretty impressive but um and i loved how like they're really savvy about how they do it because you can like scan your ticket and take a selfie with their cameras and then you'll download download your photo later and stuff like that um or i guess i love the thought of it because we did try it and it didn't actually work for us but um (laughs) so good theory good in theory (laughs) you know this really reminds me of the stratosphere in Vegas right yeah. so you know it's mm-hmm. got like a rotating floor at the top and um, and so that was it's a, just a fun thing to do um, it used to be a rotating restaurant when it first opened um, and yeah it was just fun to like look down at the city and um, I love labyrinths and I saw like a labyrinth down there and then there's like this warehouse down there that had like this giant spider that was on the ceiling of it which was like crazy I guess it was like painted onto the ceiling of this warehouse or something mm-hmm. but like it was you could tell that they did it really intentionally knowing that like people are up in that space needle every single day looking down and looking for interesting things and that's like a really just interesting thing that they did to their warehouse which I thought was really creative but um and then of course you can see like downtown and um the port and the ocean and all that so um yeah
1: it is really cool too because Seattle is such an interesting city to look out on from that perspective yeah because it's such a sprawling big city and you see all of like the cityness to it but then you also see like you said the port and the ocean and out and um you see mountains in the distance and stuff like that so it's a really great place to have a, a lookout sort of building like that
0: yeah for sure good point
1: we were uh Not going to leave any of the uh, super Seattle hotspots unturned. So we promptly headed to Pike's Place Market right after the Space Needle. Um, And I will say like going into that day, we're like, okay, these are two really touristy things. Yeah. Like, are we sure that we want to do the really touristy things? Mm -hmm. And they both paid off. Like, I really enjoyed both of them. Uh, The Space Needle is kind of what you expect it to be. Pike Place Market is, uh, really, really interesting. I, you know, you see the signs and, you know, like, okay, they've got like the fish market there and some, there's going to be some shops and stuff like that. But I was amazed at like how many layers and levels there are to that place. Um, you walk up to it and you're hit with all these different smells because, You have the smell of the ocean, which is right there. You have the smell of like the fish and all of that stuff that they're selling in there. There's also a bunch of like flowers being sold and things like that. So you have like sort of all of that all happening at once. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of restaurants cooking, a lot of interesting food, things like that. And and then you kind of weave your way through this market and there's layers to it. So that really surprised me. Yeah, I I had no idea. I thought it would be like kind of one level all here, sort of open air. Yeah, that's what I thought. And that's what you got. But no, like you go back into it. It's a building where you can go up and down stairs. There's permanent shops of all kinds of things from candy to like fine art. To to, antiques
0: and bookstores. Antiques,
1: bookstores, like all that kind of stuff like permanent location stores that are in this building. And then the outskirts of the building are all these booths of like people coming in for the day, selling like artistic things and pieces of art and flowers and and spices and and mm -hmm. jewelry and clothes and t-shirts and like everything you can imagine. Yeah. So it's just like sensory overload top to bottom. Yeah. And I thought it, I thought it was really Really, really interesting and not what I had expected.
0: Yeah, you could spend a lot of time there, and I could tell, like, if we lived in Seattle, we would probably go there a lot, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah. I assume
0: local people do, I don't actually know, but I would come and like frequently.
1: I remember kind of thinking that too, like, there's a lot of stuff here that is like good, legitimate stuff and especially if you are interested in supporting small businesses and things like that that's what a lot of these booths are is just people selling their things Mm -hmm. and it was really 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 great for that Um, we walked around until we got hungry for lunch and we went to I think it was the alibi room Mm -hmm. and it's this little kind of bar slash pizza place and um, if you would like to go um, all you have to do Is go to the wall of gum, (laughs) which is exactly what it sounds sounds like. like. It's this huge wall where people have just like stuck their gum to it and it's become a thing. And now there's gum up so high. I imagine people are having to come with ladders to place their gum up there.
0: Yeah, it's truly crazy. disgusting. It's really crazy. I really wanted to participate, but I didn't have any bubble dishes with me. I was <laughs> like, "Oh man, love it."
1: See, it's one of those things that Hillary is like so excited about it all over, and I was just like, "This is the grossest thing." <laughs> I can like feel the germs, like just like coursing through the air from all of this, like
0: especially nasty if COVID. Gum. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, I can't believe it's still a thing. Like, the people are still doing it. But you could tell it was still popular. I think the thing that gets me is it's so colorful. And I do love gum. So.
1: <laughs> there you go. There you have it, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. It's very colorful and you love gum. You're going to be all over the gum wall in Seattle.
0: It's very Instagrammable, too.
1: Yeah. So go by, take your picture of all the yes. gross gum and... And then go into the alibi room, order a beer, let your stomach return to you, and then like order a pizza. Um, the pizza was great there, was really good. And then See, we. See, I
0: don't remember the alibi room the same way. I remember being a little disappointed when we walked in and being like, eh, like I wish we'd chosen somewhere else.
1: The ambiance wasn't amazing.
0: Yeah, like, it was kind of like a sticky, it was
1: definitely sort of sticky a table bar. kind of
0: divey bar. Yeah, and I didn't see that coming. Mm, and I think yeah. if I had seen that coming, I would have been like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to a dive bar for lunch. Okay.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, who yeah. would have seen a dive bar be behind the wall of gum? But... <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm so picky. <laughs> I'm okay with a wall of gum. But... <laughs> yeah. We're all
1: gonna take a bunch of pictures of gum. But like,
0: oh, no, this dive bar is
1: quite (laughs) up to my standards.
0: (laughs) Well, the thing that surprised me, uh, too, was all of the shopping, like legit shopping in the area. Oh, my goodness. Like we saw a Danner store. Mm-hmm. Danner boots I really really like Danner boots and I have a pair that I spent Way more than I will Ever tell anybody on <laughs> But I love them so much And use them through all of our hiking That we did mm-hmm. Um, Oh my goodness I just I've worn Them out but I've kept them but I Seriously just want to buy another pair just like Almost brand new Um, There was a Pendleton store and that Pendleton Store was actually like opening for The first time and I think at that point I hadn't ever been to a Pendleton store. So I was like, Oh my gosh, this is cool. I'm, I was loving the Pendleton stuff at the time as well. Um, Fall Draven store I don't know how you say that but they make those uh, backpacks that everybody loves Um, and I'd never seen one of those stores before you know a lot of products that like I love but I've never actually seen individual stores Um, and so that was really fun to get to go into a lot of places like that that and they were small enough it felt like boutique stores Mm, but with your favorite brands having their own boutique which is kind of fun
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, A lot of great shopping. And we had gotten into downtown via a a train system Mm -hmm. and moved around through downtown on the train, um, which I really liked to like that. I enjoy getting around that way. And so I think it helped. It helped me enjoy Seattle a little more because we weren't, constantly trying to find a parking spot and figure oh, out we're going to park right. the truck and yeah. worry about the truck and all this stuff. We had just gone to sort of the outskirts of town, parked, and then rode in the, on the train.
0: That's right, yeah.
1: So if you are looking to be around Seattle, just know like there is public transport that can that mm-hmm. can kind of get you to the places you want to go.
0: Yeah, and if we'd had more time, we would have hit up some other places by train, mm-hmm. um, but it was going to be a little bit, you know, more work than we were <laughs> it just more really. time really yeah yeah it was really just the time but um there was all key beach which my brother Lamar has recommended um, and his wife um my, okay i should say actually Lamar's wife Ashley my sister in law she has um was the one who told me about the gum wall so You're welcome, world. And thank you, Ashley. (laughs) Um, But also they recommended Alki Beach. um, And we we really did start to make our way there, but it just wasn't working out with all the public transportation we were dealing with. And then um, also Fremont Troll. It's a troll under a bridge. somewhere in Seattle and so look it up Um, but it's uh, it's a really just interesting artistic um, thing as well so um, just kind of fun little things to see that you won't find other places so that's kind of what we were looking for is stuff that you won't find everywhere else so
1: I do feel like Seattle and everything that we did there was very unique to it and I did really appreciate that yeah of like when I look back on those memories of those times like you show me a picture. And it's not like, um, is that, uh, I can't really tell. Like, mm-hmm. you know, for sure. Like, oh yeah, that's a Seattle thing. Yeah. Um, And I, I thought that was really cool. I liked that.
0: Yeah. But you know, it wouldn't be, it just wouldn't be a good RV story without some travel problems. So <laughs> yeah. we were still dealing with random travel problems, all of them unrelated. Yeah. But,
1: yeah. yeah. It, uh, this time we had a flat
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so, um, we I took the tire in and
0: and this was on the truck right so not right. the rv yeah not
1: okay. not on the trailer just on the truck and so I took the truck in to get the the tire fixed and you know we hadn't had the truck for long like we had bought the truck basically right before we bought the rv and then went to europe and came back and so hadn't really had the tires changed at all and I, when we bought the truck I knew it had custom tires on it, and I knew that there was a lock on those tires, and so I knew I needed to check the glove box and make sure the lock was in there. And I did that, and then we—I sh- took the truck in, and they were like, "Hey, we need the lock for the tire," and I'm like, "It's in the glove box," and they said, "Well, one of them is," and I said, "What do you mean one of them?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, apparently, there were two. Locking lug nuts on each tire, and we only had the lock for one of them. And the tire store that I had taken the truck to did not have the right lock, so basically, we had to like they could get it off, but they couldn't put it back on, fix the tire, and I had to drive to a couple other places to finally get another lug nut to. To work and buy the lock to go with all the others. So it's just <laughs> another like travel problem. Yeah. But it. Uh, but
0: at least we were in a city. I yeah. was so relieved by that. And our V park was right there next to like all these um, grocery stores and restaurants and the tiger place and all of that could just be done so quickly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A very minor problem in, in the grand scheme of things. Just yeah. like.
0: Well, in the grand scheme of all the problems we had. Yeah. It was like. It's nice. like a
1: nothing. It's just another day.
0: It's just another day. Yeah. <laughs> I remember us both being like, hey, no big deal. Flat tire? Cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, great. We'll take that. That's, we know
0: how to deal with flat tires. That's a good one. Yeah, exactly. But next up, we are headed to Olympic National Park. And oh my goodness, that is a fun one and a really diverse park
1: yeah i loved that
0: park. there's so many different things there's like the ocean and there's rainforest and there's mountains and oh my goodness that was like really fun yeah looking forward to reliving that with everyone and um but that's also where the outdoors came in <laughs> we got mice yep we got mice in the airstream they infested our airstream in olympic national park and we weren't the same for weeks Weeks? Was it weeks? It feels like, like weeks. A week. Well, there you go. Might as well. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> a week.
1: This is like four nights.
0: Oh <laughs> well, yeah. But four nights of no sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Is what that equals to me? Oh my mm-hmm. goodness! And like running around trying to figure out like how are we going to keep our food safe, and how are we going to keep Maggie from freaking out in the middle of the night, <laughs> and how are we going to keep mice off the bed, and uh <sighs> I've been known guys I've been known my my friend Jessica Flores will tell you this and anybody else that knows me very well I have been known to throw up when I see mice um, because it happened in our dorms back in college and uh, couldn't hold it back made me a nervous wreck for so long that I eventually just spewed everywhere <laughs> fortunately I've grown up a little bit since then so. <laughs> So um, a little mice drama ahead. So, okay. But before we do that, um, don't forget to follow us. Well, first of all, you know what we haven't mentioned in a while. If you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, would you mind just going and just putting a rating out there and like a little review because it actually goes a long way. And I know it's really easy to do if you're on Apple. So I'm, I'm mentioning Apple Podcasts for that reason. But anywhere you can rate or review us would be really helpful um, if it's a good rating. (laughs) Right. (laughs) If you've got some choice words, you can email us at (laughs) podcast at gmail.com. But you guys can also find us on social media. We are out there on YouTube. Definitely check out YouTube because we've got some videos out there for you. And everything we talk about here, you get another side of it by seeing it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and actually, you, you kind of get a whole different perspective, I feel like.
1: Yeah, it really is like two different sides of the same coin. Yeah. Like it's not, we don't just regurgitate what's on, on the video and the video doesn't necessarily, like we don't script the video, so it doesn't have time yeah. to... To be anything other than like what we were experiencing in the moment, but yeah, much different than the podcast.
0: Yeah, the podcast might be a little bit more authentic because we share the ups and downs more clearly from a hindsight's 5050 kind of way. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hindsight is 2020 in that it is clear. 5050 would be a very blurry view of what has happened in the past, which actually it might be accurate for you <laughs> now that you mention it that does kind of track that your hindsight would be 50-50 I feel that, like, that makes a lot
0: of sense I feel like I've just laughed this whole episode I don't even care guys hopefully maybe y'all are laughing too <laughs> but, but yes you can find us on YouTube you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram and Tiki talkie, which I love so okay with that, I think that's a wrap, Mr. Houghton.
1: That's all that we had to say. We're only in Seattle a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, we loved it there. We should have stayed longer, but mm-hmm. uh, to move on to Olympic National Park.
0: Yeah. All right, guys. Life is short.
1: Wonder well.